Welcome to episode five on the third series of the Rock and Road Pod. This is Leona Graham, and this week's episode features the new Toyota RAV4 Hybrid, a chat with Laura Maliphant, who went on a rather interesting motorbike tour of the UK. Um, when I say interesting, it's an unusual motorbike tour, and it does involve a little bit of swearing, so just be aware of that if you're going to be listening to the podcast today. I don't normally swear on the radio, obviously. I don't normally swear on the podcast, but for today's one, it's kind of essential, and Laura and I will explain more a bit later on. We speak to Emma Franklin from the MCN Motorcycle Newspaper and I went on a new ride on Brighton Pier. Well, it's an old ride with new tech. The Twister using virtual reality at the same time. Hashtag ride with VR. And I spoke to Brendan Walker who invented it. But first, the car review. Today I have a Toyota RAV4. These have changed a great deal since the first generation car was introduced to the world in the mid-1990s. This latest one, fifth generation car, is now a full-sized family SUV. And as is reflective of the way things are going throughout the industry, there are no diesel options available. The only engine available is a 2.5 litre hybrid petrol. It has a CVT gearbox, which aren't always held in the highest regard, uh, but I'll see what it drives like. And the RAV4 is built on an all-new platform with an all-new electric all-wheel drive system fitted. Driving range up to 46 miles in EV mode on a full battery charge. Battery charging is simple, can be accomplished in 2.5 hours with a 230-volt, 32-amp connection. Here's a good feature. Owners can use the Toyota MyT app to schedule and monitor battery charging remotely and also operate the aircon system to warm up or cool the car before setting off. I like that. Well, I took it out with the boys. I'm on the school run in a RAV4 plug-in hybrid dynamic premium grade automatic all-wheel drive. Boys, what do you think of this car? It's really nice. Oh yeah, it's got a massive sunroof, hasn't it? And when it comes right back. Honey, press the button that takes off that gun. No, not the middle one. There. Look, really. Oh yeah. And does your one open at the back or is yours just like a window? So there's like a double sunroof. One for us in the front which opens. What else do you like about this car, boys? The colour's nice. Yeah, dark grey with a bit of red stitching. Dexter, what's it like in the back? It has heated seats. Does it? Yeah. You sure? Wow, that's three cars now we've had with heated seats in the back. What luxury. So I feel quite high up. It's big and chunky, as I like cars to be. Um, and it's quite pricey, 50895 So if I was to compare this to that MG I drove, this is considerably more, like 20 grand more. It does feel a little bit more luxurious, but I don't know if I'd spend another 20 grand on that luxury. Uh, so what about this screen? That's a nine-inch touchscreen. So it looks like it's a mixture of touchscreen and physical buttons on the side, which I quite like. So if you need you to see something quickly, you don't have to press loads of screen buttons. You just think, oh, phone, setup, track, menu, home, audio, map. So that's easy. Just on a three-point turn in a very small space, uh, but lovely large gear lever just to go into reverse and drive. Nice and chunky, a bit like the Jaguar one. Unlike the GTI, which had the world's smallest little gear lever, it must have been about an inch tall and an inch wide. So that, that was quite nice, slamming that back and forwards. You can see the bonnet out in front of me, which I like. 
This has got a pre-collision system with cyclist detection. And uh, that's something you definitely need in a city. Day and nighttime pedestrian detection. Full range, intelligent, adaptive cruise control and lane trace assist. And as I've said before, it doesn't take away from your driving. Initially I thought, well, I'm just gonna become a lazy driver. It just means that you can really focus on where you're going because the car is doing some of the thinking for you. Oh, it pulls away really fast. Feels like it's got massive tires and it has. This is where I threw up. <laughs> yeah, let, let's not tell Toyota what happens. I did not throw up in the car, I Yes, yes. That, that wasn't in the car. We pulled over at Wimbledon Common, didn't we? So we're doing the school run in the electric mode. Put it on charge last night. It's got EV 46 miles. HV 443 miles, loads of information on the dashboard here and lots of controls on the steering wheel, all physical buttons, I can answer the phone, turn the radio up and down, skip tracks, go into different modes, activate cruise control. The sat nav looks a little primitive. Right, on audio we have AM, FM, DAB, let's put it on DAB and it has uh, Bluetooth of course, oh there is absolute radio. Volume is a physical button on the passenger side but I've got it on the steering wheel as well so that doesn't matter we're listening to Dave Berry and Matt Dyson waking you up every morning it says this is a four-cylinder inline engine top speed 112 0 to 62 in six seconds I've had faster cars but it's pretty decent Insurance Group 35E. This is big and chunky, you could uh, trail a caravan on this, and in fact it's got trailer sway control. JBL premium sound system, nine speakers, head-up display. Oh, this has got a head-up display. The HUD, as I now know it's called. Well, I didn't actually know, I don't know how, but I didn't notice the head-up display because it's not quite so in your face as other ones. A little bit lower and not quite as bright, I like it. Now that I know it's there, it's actually fantastic. So I can see that I'm doing 19 miles an hour. It's telling me I'm in a 20 zone. Oh no, that's a dead end. Not that road. Oh, this is the best thing of all. The head-up display has got a compass. Um, I used to buy a compass from Halfords in all my cars when I was younger, when I first started driving, because there was no sat-nav and he had to map read. So what I would do before I went somewhere is write down keynotes on a piece of paper, like um, head down the A33 heading right. south. Yeah, I'm going to turn right here. It just means that you can use your brain when you're driving. So we're going east now, and I know that your school is north of here. So we're going to go east, but hopefully in a minute we'll turn left and get back going north. It's also got regenerative braking because it's showing me on this head-up display that as I'm braking, a little blue line comes up and says it's charging. Yes. So remember what I said before, you can actually charge up your battery with some careful driving. Braking earlier is one of them and accelerating slower. Now I used to enjoy map reading and getting myself somewhere. I think that's a lost, a lost art. Yes, we're heading north now, as I thought heading up towards your school. Oh, it's got a reverse parking camera. Excellent. This car's got wireless mobile phone charging. I've just seen that. 
that says day and night time pedestrian 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 detection good range and while Dexter reads the entire manual, let me just tell you about the screen on this car. Now, we came up with loads of amazing things that we loved about it, but there is one downside, and that was the technology, the tech on the screen um, for the infotainment is outdated. And unless you are using bang up to date technology, it shows really quickly in these cars because the way that it progresses so fast now. For example, the sat nav on this RAV4 seems very, very outdated. And I put a photograph on it on my Instagram at Rock and Road Pod. But other than that, loved the car, thought some of the features were right up there with the Land Rovers and the sort of 60, 70, 80 grand cars. Uh, but just if they Brought up to date the infotainment centre, it would be flawless. Photographs at Rock and Road Pod, and that is this week's car review. Welcome to the podcast, Laura Maliphant. Thank you very much, Leona. Great to be on. Now, you, along with a mutual friend of ours, Gary, has invented your own motorbike. Um, I don't know how to describe it, really. Um, tour? Tour, yeah. Um, we, we, we named it the 6T Tour. I guess the long and short of it is a tour around the UK uh, visiting rude or silly place names. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I saw a fantastic photograph of you and Gary in a place called Twat. Yes. So um, we ended up going all the way up to Orkney um, off the north coast of Scotland. And uh, yeah, we, we made it to Twat. So the 6T tour stands for two twats travel together to Twat. Um, which uh, it was one one hell of a journey. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Now, where else have you been on your 6T tour? Well, um, we actually basically studied maps and looked online for lots of different place names. And we, there was a lot more out there in the UK than we realised. Um, but yeah, we started down in a place called Dummer, which is near um, Basingstoke. We made our way up through Lower Swell, uh, all the way up through Upper Swell, and uh, through to Bellend, which is up near um, Birmingham. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fantastic. We then stayed overnight near Bellend, and uh, the next day was uh, Cockermouth, and then we headed up through Scotland um, to Twat. Because of time restrictions, we didn't do too many stops on the second day because we had like 500 of miles to cover and, and had to get on a ferry to get over to Orkney. So you, you do it um, all in one go, or do you spread it out? Yeah, so the, the tour took us over four days, um, but it was a pretty big challenge. I mean, I think overall it was 1,900 miles in four days. So um, riding around the UK on fire blades is not the most comfortable when you're doing sort of 500 miles in, in a hit and just stopping for fuel every sort of 100 miles. <laughs> what made you and Gary come up with this crazy tour idea? Um, well, to be honest with you, I've been working from home all through lockdown, um, obviously with covid and so I've been staring at the same four walls day in, day out for probably 18 months. And uh, when we heard that there was a chance of being able to escape the four walls, um, Gary is, is my best friend and uh, I couldn't think of anyone better to go on a crazy tour with. And I thought, what else could we do? So, uh, so yeah, it kind of suited us down to, down to the sort of ground, really, on, on doing a stupid, stupid tour. <laughs> Will you take this tour into Europe in the future? Um, I think it's something we'd like to do that we've been inundated with suggestions of places that we could go to. 
Um, I bet you have actually. I mean, on my Facebook page, you know, it's got the about section. Um, when I first joined, I didn't want to put exactly where I was from. And I put, I was in a place called, I'm just going to spell it out, C-U-N-T-E-R. <laughs> in switzerland love Um, it so i didn't know if you wanted to try you know places abroad yeah definitely i think um our next crazy tour is actually going to be um next year for summer solstice where we're going to watch the sunrise in land's end and we're going to try and watch the sunset in john o'groats on the same day um so that's that going to be possible it's going to be a very early start in land's end at probably sort of i don't know sunrise about 4 a.m i guess and then hit the road and try and just do the fastest possible route to get up there, so 900 odd miles to uh, to get to John O'Groats for sunset. It is doable. It's going I to be think tough, though. We can safely say that you and Gary are officially nuts. Uh, yeah, I think that's the polite <laughs> way of putting it. <laughs> so, if we want to see um, you doing all these trips, are you on Instagram? Uh, yeah, on Instagram. So, um, my Instagram is at Fireblade Babe. I also run the Honda Fireblade Owners Group on Facebook. So, if anyone wants to come and join us on there, um, we do post about our tours on there, and then people can come and tag along and join us if they want to. What's um, the address the for the area. Facebook one then? Um, so if you head onto Facebook and just type in Honda Fireblade Owners Group, um, you'll you'll find the group on there. We've got just over 6,000 members worldwide now, so it's a, a huge group. It's only been running about three years, um, but we do lots of events and, and try and do track days together and lots of meetups and things. But we wanted to try and reach out to some of the northern members of the group, so we thought, why not head up to Orkney? I mean, you can't get much further north than that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, it's quite impressive your your biking credentials but how did you get into bikes so I've been a passionate um, fan of two wheels since I was probably about three years old I think since as soon as I saw a motorbike I was obsessed Um, and yeah it's it's just been a passion that's grown over the years so I got my 50cc twist and go at 16 did my license at 17 um, and had to do two years restricted um, because of my age so uh, I got a 500 to plod about on for a year. And then I got my first sports bike, which was an R6. Um, had that for five, six years. And then I progressed up to an R1 um, onto my 1000cc. And now I've had my Fireblade for um, coming up to 11 years now. Wow, that's quite a history. And do you work with motorbikes as well? Is that your job? So yeah, I've, I'm lucky enough to be able to um, live and breathe and work um, everything two wheels. So I work for a company called Dirt Bike Bits, who are um, like an online e-commerce site. And we do everything for um, motocross trials, enduro. We also do things for mountain bikes um, and for the roadside as well. So we kind of do everything that's needed for kit, accessories, that kind of thing for, for all the biking needs out there. And before that, you were with Honda? Yeah, so I worked for Honda UK at their main head office in Bracknell. Um, I was lucky enough to work there for three years, um, working in their uh, sort of marketing and content team. So got some incredible opportunities, got to go to the Isle of Man TT, um, work behind the scenes at sort of Motorcycle Live, Goodwood Festival of Speed, all these sorts of things. And um, yeah, it's just been a, an amazing journey. So yeah, so my career has, has got me into marketing um, for Dirt Bike Bits now. That's absolutely awesome, Laura. Well, I think the best picture is of you next to the sign saying twat, which I will put on my Instagram, at Rock and Road Pod, and I'll put on some more as well, at Rock and Road Pod. But uh, Laura, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. No, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, It's been fantastic, and uh, I shall keep you updated on our next crazy adventure. <laughs> please do, please do. <laughs> 
couple of uh, albums out this week. It's very light on the ground for new albums at the moment, but Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet has released his second solo album called In Solo. Tina Turner has issued a remaster of an 80s album called Foreign Affair as well. Uh, meanwhile, I got a message here from Gary um, on the Rock and Road Pod Instagram direct message. Leona, what have you been up to and what are your plans for the summer? And can you tell us on the podcast, because I love listening to it each week, uh, well, each fortnight to be precise. I'd like to go weekly, but um, we will do eventually. Now, uh, for the summer holidays, well, it's starting this week because the kids are breaking up uh, today. So we're going to head down to Brighton for a long weekend. We're going to go to Drusilla's Park on Monday. Uh, next week, we're going to go and see the Lion King at the theatre. Uh, we are going to Nottingham Castle because we're going up to Nottingham to get our eldest daughter, Jessica. So I thought I'd tie that in with another day out. Talking of Jessica, she's enjoying the new Freedom Day. And, and in fact, last night went clubbing, but had to leave at 1am because it was too hot. <laughs> I'm amazed there is no aircon in these nightclubs. Uh, but those are sort of some of the rough plans. So we're doing a, a bit of a trip to Brighton, Nottingham. Also going to Devon and Cornwall for a few days because we're taking our other daughter, Rachel, down to Newquay for some kind of festival that she's going to. So I said, well, if we're driving all the way down there, we might as well stay. So I've booked us a glamping place. And I will show you all the photographs of that as and when it happens on my Instagram at Leona Graham DJ. We're not going abroad. It's far too complicated. Um, and then back from Devon and Cornwall. And then at the end of the summer, we're going to have a few more days in Brighton. So it's going to be like that. Lots of different places around the country. How is your summer panning out? What are you going to be doing? Let me know. Direct message me on Instagram at Rock and Roll Pod. Now, yesterday, I went down to Brighton and tried out a brand new rock. Well, it's actually an old ride, the Twister, with a twist, because what they've done is add virtual reality to the Twister. And I spoke to them about it. I'm with Brendan Walker from the Ride with VR, who is part of the design team, is that right? Um, I am the uh, original designer of pretty much m most of it, actually. <laughs> okay, you're the main man. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't like to say, but I also uh, wash the coffee cups as well. <laughs> Bit of everything. Yes. Uh, so tell us, what's this all about then? Can you explain it to us? Well, this ride, the Twister on Brighton Palace Pier, is celebrates 80 years this year. So this type of ride is a classic fair ride it's still as good as the day it was made but people expect a little bit more now the great thing about this circles within circles ride the twister is you get these lovely forces that squeeze you then release you squeeze you then release you as you go flying across the ride and it's that a little bit like a beating metronome I'm adding virtual reality on top of that and using our VR headsets, we can monitor the forces and then absolutely synchronize the visuals with it. But they're not just any old visuals. Somebody said to me, a computer gamer said, I thought we were just going to be have like the ride reskinned with something themed. I said, no, 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 no. It's because I'm trained as a, an aeronautical engineer and it's all about the forces for me. So when you might be feeling like one and a half G pressing on the side of you, I use that force to make you feel that you're being pinged right up into the air. Yeah, because even 
we're going from side to side, just, I've just ridden on it, I felt like we're going up and down as well. How is that? Yeah, well, we, we use some of the subtle forces on this ride. They don't just push you side and side. You've actually got a little bit like five degrees. It's slightly tilted. So I use that small component of that force and then use visual illusion. I mean, the Victorians have been doing this for years in the fairground. You know, so on bright places like Brighton Palace Pier, to introduce visual illusion back to fairground rides is actually a really nice fit. So it's actually, it's something that the Victorians would have done if they'd had the technology. Oh wow, so we've come full circle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this ride, there is a ride called the Haunted Swing and they've still got versions of that in older fairground rides, which is, you've probably been on them, the sort of mechanical swings that go backwards and forwards. And then the room rotates in the opposite direction, makes you feel like you're going higher than you actually are. And I'm just taking that one concept, which is just amplifying rotation in one axis. But with virtual reality, we've got six axes, forwards, backwards, side to side, up, down, and then rotation around all of those. So, you know, we can actually craft so many different sensations of movement. That's amazing. Now, just coming back to the podcast, which is about cars, motorcycles, and music. Quick question for you. What kind of car do you drive? I've got a Jaguar XJS. Oh, lovely. Any motorbikes? <laughs> I do. I have a Suzuki SV650. Beautiful. And what's your, what sort of music are you into? Gosh, I, I've always loved Blur, Damon Albarn. His dad actually taught me at art college in Colchester uh, Institute. So I love Blur. So a bit of loyalty there. Absolutely. Love the guys. Fantastic. Well, lovely to meet you. And you too. Have a great time. And the new Ride with VR is available for the general public to use from this Saturday on Brighton Pier. The MCN Minute. Welcome to the podcast, Emma Franklin, Deputy Editor of MCN Motorcycle News, the weekly paper. Hi, Emma, how are you? I'm really well, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Coping in the heat? Not really, no, I'm not really cut out for hot weather. And, you know, it's sort of like I've got a fire blade and I went on it on Friday and it's fire blade by name, fire blade by nature, and it kicks out some heat and you just end up roasting and sweating and it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember doing that last summer. We had a heat wave. No, I think it was the first year I had the motorbike, actually, and uh, just sat in the traffic with the heat pumping out at me. I couldn't oh. bear it. Yeah, it's hot, it's hot. Who but my, my current bike, the Honda DCT, doesn't seem to throw out the same heat. I think the engine is in a different position. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you can you can go do more miles in more comfort in yes. hot weather. So I'm still using mine at the moment, but you know we're not British if we're not moaning about the heat. Exactly. Yeah, we're never happy, are we? No, never of course happy. we're not. Um, now, what's going on in the paper this week? Oh, right. So we've got a bit of a huge and landmark issue for you this week because mm. for the first time in NZN's 66-year history, we've got a special pull-out supplement, especially for women. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a seminal moment in the paper's history, really. So we've got a whole thirty-two pages inside the main issue, and it's uh, packed full of advice, uh, tips, and inspiration from top female experts within the motorcycling industry. So we've got things like a hands-on guide for solving the four most common breakdowns from Jenny Timmer. Uh, we've got a whole summer riding kit showcase from Daisy Bell, who's the owner of a women's kit specialist called Lady Biker. And we've got um, trainers such as uh, Louise Hodgkinson, she's from the KTM Adventure Bike Rally School, and Laura Smith of Women Only uh, Bike Training, who are changing the face of how training is delivered to women. So, uh, Oh, wow, that sounds really, interesting. Yeah, it's really, really good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's been quite an eye-opening journey putting it all together because I realised that everyone's got their own unique sort of journey into motorcycle and even though we're all different we're all the same as bikers but it's just sort of 
this supplement is just about celebrating the women bikers that are out there already and just uh, sort of making them more visible and also just inspiring the next generation of, of women to come into biking so that we've we've got a future all together as motorcyclists. That is awesome. So the paper is out today, it's MCN and a massive women motorbiking supplement. Yes. Um, is there anything else uh, that we need to look out for in this week's MCN? Oh yeah, okay, so inside the main issue of MCN itself, we've got big news about Triumph Shock new bike range, and I'm not allowed to tell you about it right now, so you'll have to make sure you go and pick up a coffee, because it is, it is something that I didn't expect um, Triumph to do. So yeah, go and, go and find out what Triumph Ooh, are up What's to, the mystery here? Why can't you tell I us? can't tell you, because Why? it's under embargo at the moment, so we right. told Triumph that we won't talk about it until their embargo's lifted. So by the time the paper comes out, It'll all be, it'll all be out there. Oh, I love the bit of, uh, that's what we do in radio, it's what we call a tease. Oh, okay. You've left us with a tease there to yeah. make us go and get the paper, I like it. Well, yeah, yeah, so if you want to go get it from your news agents, go get it or subscribe at greatmagazines.co.uk. Emma from MCN Motorcycle News, thank you. Thank you very much. The MCN Minute. That's it from the podcast this week. Coming soon, a chat with Brian May talking about what car he drives. I've got my full Honda e-review, including speaking to the people who made the Honda e and why it's got all of the cool features and how they came about. And I'll be trying, by request, a Suzuki Hayabusa. That's all coming soon at Rock and Road Pod. Thank you for listening. <laughs>